Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. Remember that time I was taking off my bra and Eminem flew out and I ate it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where if you sleep with my husband, I'm coming at you with an axe. Plain and simple. Or I'm going to burn your house down. One of those two things. You put a finger on T-Arch, I'm coming at you. She is. She's coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. Um, I am Amy Archer. I'm your host. And co-hosting with me today is my beautiful best friend, the gravy to my french fries, the Dorothy to my Blanche. Ooh. Hi. What up? Listen, I spent way too long yesterday watching this Instagram account called Golden Girls Moments. Oh my God. Why didn't you tell me about it? <laughs> and th- one of my favorite moments is the Burt Reynolds episode. So Dorothy opens the door at the end and there's Burt Reynolds and the crowd just goes bananas, right? I can't. And then um, he's like, is Sophia here? And Sophia comes out and she's like, he's like, how about a little lunch? Oh, if you're paying Burt, how about a big lunch? You know, that kind oh of Oh my thing. God. And then um, they they go by the door and Bert goes, are these the roommates you told me about? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, which one's the slut? And all three of them go, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is like comedy gold. Comedy That's so gold. Great. Oh, That's that funny. We, so we were just talking about the Golden Girls yesterday. I don't even remember why, but Patrick brought it up. And we were, I don't even know, but he was asking like how old they were because I had said something the other day about how in that show they were in like their 50s or something. Yes. Is that true? Yes. And I'm like, yep. how is that even possible? They're like 100. I know. But they're not. I know. 
So I, I was like looking up all of their ages to see how old they were when they were on the show. I know. It's really know. wild. It's crazy. So great. I love that show so much. Um, I love it too. And today we are here to talk about Love and Death, which is another show that I'm loving. Mm-hmm. Are you loving Same. it? I am loving it. I love it a like, lot. Like I have to admit, the first episode, first, second episode, I was like, oh, it's getting a little slow. But I'm on like episode five. It's really picking up. Oh, you got ahead. I went ahead a little I haven't. bit. And, and I have a hot take on a new character. <laughs> well, a new Ooh. take on a character. Okay. I'm going to talk about. Interesting. All right. All right. right. So here we go. Uh, Love and Death, season one, episode three. Stepping stone. Stepping Mm. stone. It's your stepping stone. (laughs) (laughs) God. If anyone was listening, they just they just shut us right down. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Um, I feel like I need to give a little love to the Bee Gees. Mm hmm. So we open on the Bee Gees and it's October 1979. I want to play it for like a minute and I don't care. Come and sue me. I don't care. It's a good song. Come sue me, Bee Gees. So it's October 1979. Candy is sitting alone in her kitchen just waiting for that phone to ring. Mm. I am waiting for Alan to call. (laughs) (laughs) Jenny comes in. Jenny's her annoying kid. Okay. She comes in Mm -hmm. and she asks Candy if Alyssa, Betty and Alan's daughter, can come over. And she says, sure. But then she tells Jenny to go comb her hair. And as Jenny's walking away, she says, Alyssa says you care too much what other people think. Now, first of all, kid, you first of all, asshole. look at your mother, okay? And you're yeah. going to talk about my mother? That's what I would say. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's like oh, suddenly gosh. we're in defense of mothers. Like, we wouldn't give a shit if somebody said no. that about our mothers when we were kids. No. Okay. So Would cut to. No. 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 Okay. We made your mama jokes about our own mamas. We didn't That's care. true. That's yeah. true. We did. We did. We did. We did. So cut to Candy and Alan, and they're leisurely strolling through a park as you do at lunch. Okay. Again, in public. Again, in public. And she's grilling him about this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think it's Betty. And Alan's like, Betty adores you. She trusts us. She trusts you with our kids. She's just super moody, which is, I feel like, a real boomer male view of mental illness it definitely is <laughs> it definitely is she's on her period Ugh. Ugh. okay although the bgs those sensitive souls they would not have thought mm. that way no so they're talking about marriage encounter and he says it helped them and he admits like he struggled because he wanted to confess their affair and candy asks where does this leave us and alan says i still have feelings for you but, 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 he's like blubbering. But, uh, I feel I know. like I should uh, but, uh, give my full resources to my family. How romantic. His full resources. <laughs> we saw your full resources. <laughs> His perfectly shaped resource. <laughs> he basically says he wants to end it. And she says, well, you seem to be leaving this up to me. So I'll make the decision. I'm out. I know. I and how about her? Go. I won't bother you anymore. I can't. 
<laughs> I'm going to punch you right in the face. It makes me laugh so hard. It's the visual um, of me doing it and holding my throat, right? Like I'm totally a southern is. lady. I'm it's so like the bald. whole thing. Oh, like it's I'm horrified. But oh. like what I love about this, well, that's not what I love, but she's such a friggin' idiot. She like tries to like be the one to be like, I'm out of here. It's over. <laughs> so one of Candy's points is she says, you're so worried about Betty's emotions, but have you ever felt any responsibility for mine? And she just kind of walks away. And she's not yeah. wrong. But but well, she's not wrong, but these this was her idea, her and set the agreement of rules. Was the the minute that they started to have feelings or whatever, they were split skis, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Split skis. But she they're split skis. So she is like broken all of her own rules. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't know. I mean, she is she's not wrong about she's not wrong. questioning him about her feelings, but that wasn't part of the rule. Well, she's getting so she, jelly. She's jelly. Right, she's jealous. Mm-hmm. So she broke all of her own rules and now she's just being psychotic. And she's kind of gaslighting him again. I hate the gaslighting. Yeah, a right? little bit. I yeah, agree. A little bit. A little bit. So later we see Candy painting the kitchen. This is so you. Oh, totally. And- I I actually wrote that down too. <laughs> Sherry is Sherry sitting there smoking her cigs. Just uh-huh. that would be me. That would I'd be, be you. sitting there smoking my cigs, watching you paint. Watching me paint. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "How's the painting going?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd be hard. like frantically <laughs> with my roller. So uh, Sherry says, "Every time you oh wait, she doesn't do that voice. Every time you need to fill a void in your life, you start painting." And Candy says, "Alan has been like my best friend." And I'm angry because I don't like feeling rejected. And then they decide to start a wallpaper and painting company called the Cover Girls. The Cover Girls. I think I it's mean, great. It is freaking great. And you do know that at any given moment, I would quit my full-time job in a heartbeat I know you would. I to know. paint houses for a living. I love to paint. You so do I'm love to paint. All into I it. hate to paint. I love it. Oh, it's the worst thing. So, so if now we, you and I were going to start a painting business, I would just like run you it. would just have to work. run it, and I would do all yeah. the labor. I'd be the laborer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds I about would right. Be the, the laborer. Sounds about right. So now we see Betty, and she discovers a lump in her breast, and it sends her over the edge. And mm-hmm. to be fair, for somebody who has mental illness, like these things really do. Like if you're prone to anxiety, a hundred percent, and you find a lump, that's just gonna really set you off. Who hasn't been there though? At some point, either hasn't felt well, or you never had a situation where you're like, "This is might be a little bit scary," and you're a little okay. panicky until you figure it out. This is me. I so there are two types of people, right? Those who really worry about their health and those who don't. And I find that I'm so far on that extreme where I'm always like, eh, I'll give it a week or two and see how this pans out. <laughs> Maybe I'll call the doctor. <laughs> I kill you. I don't know what it is. Like I have an avoidance thing with the doctor. You really do. I really do. Like if I could just figure it out, I want to figure it out. I know. And if I have to go to the hospital, then I'll go to the hospital or the doctor, whatever. Right. But I don't know. I have this. I'm too far the other way. Yeah, you are. I am. Because I'll be like, well, you know, okay, I'm 
coughing like this and <laughs> okay i'm puking up blood let me just see how this plays out my arm is like hanging off <laughs> <laughs> okay so the doctor so she's fighting with a bunch of doctors who are telling her this mm, is nothing same. yeah it's a benign. fibrous mass yep and she's like how could you know that <laughs> And and the doctor's like, it's my job to know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Again, mm-hmm. this is you know the seventies. Uh, women's Guys health wasn't still, exactly front right. Of mind. No one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. And whenever like a woman has a concern, she's just you know, poo pooed. Mm-hmm. She's hysterical. Yeah. So the doctor tells her importantly to stop taking her birth control pills. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Candy finally breaks down and she calls Alan and he tells her about the lump in Betty's breast. And she decides she's going to drive right on over there and offer her my friendship. How bizarre. It's so, like, bizarre. what is her point? And here's the one, like, a thing that I don't understand. What is her point in staying close to Betty? Um, like, I don't I understand. I think Candy is somebody who needs to be liked by everyone. Okay. You know yeah, what I mean? Maybe. And she needs to keep, to stay in good graces with Betty. Mm. Okay. I just think she's the kind of person who, like, would not be able to sleep at night if she thought Betty didn't like her. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. You're probably So right. she's like, she's going yeah. overboard, I think. So I don't weird. know. I had a real change of heart with Candy this episode because I kind of understood her a little bit, but now I'm like, bitch, stay on your side of the street. Exactly. Get out of that household. What are you doing? Just I and what enrages me is I feel like she's just bored. So she's but like going after ex- yeah. this other person's husband. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So once again, we have this you're a good friend bullshit, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So Candy gets there and she's like, I just heard. And she runs up the sidewalk and she's like, I know in my heart you're just fine. I just know it. And they hug and then Alan gets home. It's super awkward. Candy leaves. Alan oh. walks her to her car at Betty's suggestion. Betty's like, can yeah. you walk Candy to yeah. her car? And Betty is watching them through the window. And yep. that's, that's, we've had little hints before that she knew something was going on, but this is the first real hint. For sure. Yeah. She can tell that the conversation is like way too intimate. You know how you just know sometimes? Just the, yes. Because you can just see the, the chemistry or something, the intimacy yes. between them. Yes. We've yeah, all been in it. that situation. We've yep. all watched. And you're watching like a hawk, burning a yep. hole through somebody. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So Candy um, asks Alan if she, and, and the irony is they're having a very normal conversation. They're yeah. talking about encounter, but it's just the body language between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's also telling her about like the letters that they wrote and the things that they talked True. about, True. which is weird. And she, And Betty hears that. At least we think she does. Yes. We, I don't yeah, know. Right? Yeah, maybe. Does she hear it or does she just see them? Can't really tell, but. They're pretty I'd far be, away. I think she sees them. I, I'm pretty sure I'd be reading fucking lips though. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, you know my hearing impairment, so I am good at yeah, reading I know. Them. You, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So <clears throat> Candy asks Alan, do you think me and Pat should go to marriage encounter? And he's like, 
Well, you shouldn't go if you're having super serious issues. And you kind of said you don't love Pat. And Candy's offended. And she's like, I never said that. So whatever. Now she goes home that night. And Pat's just chilling and watching some Love Boat. Mm -hmm. Did you love the Love Boat? I never really watched it. I think I was was like a couple years too young. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I remember my mom watching it and like it being on in the house, but I don't really recall watching it myself. It was the I greatest. I know. Jenny and I, Jenny and I did a rewatch on Gen X. This is why. Mm-hmm. And everybody, all they did was just hook up with passengers. Really? Yes. Oh, like well, it was like a called the love boat. <laughs> oh. Do I need to watch this? <laughs> you might need this forty-year-old television show. Guys, we're back. We had to take a quick break while I put it in cough drop and dropped it in my bra and had to fix it out of my lungs <laughs> and eat it. Remember that time I was taking off my bra and an M&M flew out and I ate it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> okay. That's so great. So Mine aren't big enough to catch anything, but if they were, oh, I, I would eat up. it. To catch everything. That's so funny. And it was like a little treat that popped out. <laughs> and you're like, ooh, snack. <laughs> so Pat's chilling. He's watching Love Boat. She shuts it off and goes, "I bet you'd love to be a passenger on the Love Boat, wouldn't you, Pat?" Well, so would I. <laughs> okay, lady. okay. Like seriously, calm down. And Pat goes, uh, "I feel like I'm in trouble, and I don't know." Why. <laughs> I kind of so- feel a little bad for Pat. Okay, so I'm just going to say it now. He's the character I'm totally in love with now. (laughs) I know. I was just going to say, too. Like, I feel like he's kind of harmless. All right. I'm not going to jump ahead because I I did this to you last week. So I'm going to shut up and let you keep going. She says she wants to go to marriage encounter. He's like, it's a cult. Mm -hmm. And now, okay, I wrote, now this matters. Okay. So Candy asked Pat, why are we here? And he says... Why is a tree here? And she's like, ah! And then he says, no, 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 listen. I'm not going to have this cosmic grasp that you're looking for for an answer. But a tree, it grows its roots. It sprouts fruit. The fruit spreads its seeds. And then more trees grow. And it goes on and on like that. And I don't think we're much different. We grow our roots. We raise our kids. We grow our roots, we raise our kids, and I think that's a pretty good reason to be here. And I was like, okay, Pat, I'm on your team mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he Wait, says, doesn't why... he say... Go ahead. And he says, why do you think we're here, Candy? And she says, I don't know. And Pat says, you always want more. Whatever you have, mm. you always want more. Yep. And I was like, uh, I have to confess something. Ooh. I was married to like this my first husband was this way I never mm-hmm. felt that he was settled in oh yes hundred percent more, more. He always mm-hmm. wanted to be different to have different to yeah. look different you know what I mean like it was always yep. something else yep. and one of the things about T-Arch that I love so much is just this sense of like I'm content Absolutely. And I'm content in our lives. And there's Absolutely. something so like, kind of hot about that. Oh, there totally is. It's totally mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. 
How about the one they're on the couch? Because I I'm gonna say it, and I hope that you mm-hmm. don't already have it. But it cracked okay. me up when they said it. She she says to him like, "Why are we here? Not on the couch on Earth? <laughs> what? <laughs> on Earth? Oh my God! Good Lord! So then, then she uh. goes." I do want more, Pat, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I want more from me, from you, from us. And he's like, okay, I'll go to your fucking marriage cult or whatever it is. So he agrees to go and they're going to marriage counseling. Now, Candy and Cherry are at Cherry's beauty salon and Candy is telling her that she and Pat are going to marriage encounter And she says, this is a fresh start and I'm not even thinking of Alan. My new mantra is rediscover me. Mm. All right. Now she swings by the church and we see Tom Pelfrey. He is so hot. Yes, I know. And Candy offers her business card for the new church and little baby Ron, Pastor Ron is there. (laughs) Little Caillou. (laughs) It's so funny because every time he comes on now, I picture you doing that <laughs> with the arms. <laughs> oh, he's right, so, so lame. Little baby Pastor Ron says, I'll consider it. And she walks away and Palfrey says, you might want to get in tight with people. There's your in. Candy Montgomery. People just love her. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Ron goes, meaning they don't love me. <laughs> he's just <laughs> like a baby. And Pelfrey goes, Ron, let me give you some advice. Here in Lucas, people just want to raise their kids. Love one another. Love God. Doesn't call for heavy lifting on your part. Just don't be a dick. I'm like, okay. Don't be a dick. I know. It was so great. That was really funny. So now at Marriage Encounter, Candy and Pat exchange their notebooks. You and mean Candy the congregation Re- at the Renaissance Fair? <laughs> Why does it look like a Renaissance Fair? Someone help me understand. And medieval times. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. I don't understand why Marriage Encounter is it at the Renaissance Fair. Look, I'm I need not, to understand. I'm not besmirching religion. If you're religious no. and you have faith, good on you. As Candy Dude, that's say. not... 100% but, not what I mean at all. But, no, no, no. But I'm saying, but this is the weird shit that happens when you get too deep into religion. Things <laughs> turn into a renaissance fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're sitting in this hotel room and they're exchanging their notebooks. And Candy realizes that Pat copied a Carol King song. Oh, my Baller God. So for, the minute she started reading it, I knew. <laughs> So she flips out and he says, look, I'm a mathematician. And he says, I love you more than words can ever express. And I went with Carol King because you said she always wrote close to your heart. And that's where I want to be close to your heart. I would have dove on him at this moment. I know. And she's like, why didn't you write that? Uh However uh you say it, you do it better than I do even. Now that is what you should have written down. (laughs) He asked Candy. If she knows what she's looking for. And Candy says, the Mm. song Tapestry by Carole King. I have no idea what it means, but it speaks to me just the same. Mm. And then she recites some of the lyrics. My life has been a tapestry of rich and royal hue, a wondrous woven magic. 
I haven't a clue what she's talking about, but I want it. And I just wrote, are they trying to make her a sympathetic character? I don't know what they're doing with her. I'm actually having a hard time figuring this out. So I... there's Sorry. There's times that I feel like a little soft spot for her. Yeah. When I'm like, okay, like I understand she's living this boring life. The husband's kind of like, wah, wah. But he's a good guy. You know, she's got a nice house and nice kids. Yeah, he's not... What's the word? Like, he doesn't engage she's with not, her. Right. And she's not excited by him anymore. Yes. yes. Right? Like, he he wants to, like, th- this is what, you know, there's a checklist of how you need to live your life. ABC. Yeah. Like, and that's a very pragmatic approach. And it makes yeah. sense that he's a mathematician. Like, yep. if I do X, Y, Z, I'm a good husband and I'm providing yep. and we're having a good life. Yep. But like she wants to color outside the lines. Like she's like, she's looking, right. But I also think in some ways she's looking for like that emotional connection. Yes. But she doesn't have with him. And you can see it that it's not there. I don't know if he's able to give it to her. No, I don't think he is either. I don't think he's capable. That's why, that's why when he said that about like when he remembered that she said that about Carol King. Yeah. I know. I, I, know, I thought that too. That Me too. Mm-hmm. So I looked up Carol King because I love I, I love her so much. Me too. And I I didn't know what Tapestry was about. I don't either. Like I know it and I just love it. Mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. me it kind of makes sense, but I didn't know <laughs> if there was like a song behind it. So I'm just going to read a little bit of what she said when she wrote the album. Oh, okay. Um, in February 1971, a powerful earthquake struck suburban Los Angeles, and Tapestry was released shortly after. And she said, so I don't know if people are giving me responsibility for having caused the earthquake, or else they think it was inspired by the earthquake, but whatever, Carol King says. I had just read For Whom the Bell Tolls by Ernest Hemingway, which is one of my favorite books. Mm. And when they speak about the earth moving, it's when they make love, and I figured, okay, I'll go with that. So that's kind of she dra- like drafted the whole album after this. Now, oh, wow, I did not know this about her, but she had been writing songs for a bunch of people for a long time. I didn't know that. Hmm. And it's so funny because one of the songs that I love so much off that album is her cover of Will You Love Me Tomorrow? Mm, that's a great she, song. She originally wrote it for the Shirelles. I didn't know this. Oh, I didn't know that either. <laughs> So um, her husband was Jerry Goffin at the time. And throughout the 60s, King and Goffin were one of the most successful songwriting teams in the country, cranking out hit after hit. Locomotion for Little Eva, Up on the Roof for The Drifters, Natural Woman for Aretha Franklin. Their first song to reach number one was Will You Love Me Tomorrow for The Shirelles. King was 19 when she wrote that. Wow. Get the hell out. 19. Shit. Um, she had a good reputation in the industry as a singer. Uh, she would play the piano. She would sing. She would sing the backgrounds. Like she did everything. She's just super, super freaking talented. Wow. And then she she said in those days, I didn't really write the lyrics because my husband did, but after we got divorced, I needed to. And I really wondered if I could do it, but I guess I did. So then she, she started writing. So tapestry includes songs. King wrote herself several older tunes. She wrote with Goffin. 
and two songs uh, she wrote with people who were unknown. So it was, it's pretty interesting, mm-hmm. her story. I just had a cool. That is awesome. That yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Thanks for that little lesson. You're welcome. That little CK lesson for the day. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know I'm a huge fan of therapy, but what you may not know is you don't need to be in crisis to get help. See, we all carry around stressors, big and small, whether it's stuff at work, stuff with our kids, caring for our parents, even navigating friendships. Therapy is a safe place to work through those challenges. Therapy has also been a lifeline as I parent my teenage daughters. Working through some of my own stuff has made me a better mom. If you're thinking of starting, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to fit your schedule. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who fits your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Little Miss Recap today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Little Miss Recap. You're welcome. Okay, so at home, Candy is telling Sherry, Pat and I did connect, but we're not doing our homework. The Daily Mm. 10 and 10. So the Daily 10 and 10 is you talk about something for, you write about something for 10 minutes and then you talk. Yep. Timmy would be like, I am not wasting 20 minutes of my time doing this. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. It wouldn't happen here either. I actually think, I don't think I would want to do that. I was just going to say, in your house, Patrick would do it. Totally. And you wouldn't. Patrick and Correct. I would do this all week. Yeah. Timmy and yeah. I would just drink yeah. beers and not do it. Not do it. I was going to say something else, but I won't say it. <laughs> do I need to come after you with an axe? <laughs> well, that's what I was afraid of. So I was like, I better just not. If I want to make it through the rest of this podcast. So now the phone rings and it's Betty Gore. And she's like, I heard all about marriage counter. And she's in she's in some kind of MLM, MLM and wants oh candy God. in her downline. That's all I wrote. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> she's like, I'm some kind of head person in charge of things. And now I need to invite you guys over for dinner. So we have this lame-o dinner where Pat and Alan are together and they start talking about the space shuttle and they mansplain it to Candy and mm-hmm, Betty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was this feeling in the 80s. I remember this so well growing up and you might too. Like just this obsession with space. Yes. And Mars and we're going to be living on the moon in five years and we're yep. going to be going to Mars. Like, and they, they kind of capture that at this day. Yes, I agreed. Yep, yep, yep. And... I remember that. Like, I just remember this obsession with space travel. Oh, yeah. Me too. How fucking awkward, though, to go back to the show quick. Like, they're having dinner together. Can you imagine? Like, just put make yourself candy for a second. Like, you're having an affair and you bring your – I don't know. It was just – who the fuck does like that? It would be like if you were banging Timmy and we had dinner together. Yes. That's weird. I mean, it's super weird. 
Like, who um, does that? Eddie is watching their every move. I know she is. Poor Pat. And that would be he me. doesn't have a okay. clue right now. Fucking I know. Cool. I feel bad for him still. Damn. I do too. I do too. Okay. So they talk about um, Candy's rediscover me phase. Mm. And Candy's like, and I'm still taking my writing classes. I'm still <laughs> taking those fiction courses. <laughs> and Betty says, sometimes the best, and she says it like this, you know, sometimes the best way to rediscover yourself is to look inside. Ooh. And everybody's like, mm. she goes, we all have stuff buried deep within. Yikes. Ooh. Sick burn, and Betty. Candy didn't pick up on that at all. No, she didn't. She's so dumb. I think she's really dumb. That's she's one thing about like, Candy. Like, I don't think she's very intelligent. I don't like, know I if just, she's very deep. Deep? Well, yeah, maybe that's that it. Maybe sense. dumb isn't the word. But she's so, so surface level. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She's very surface, surface level. level. Yep. So the next day, Candy and Cherry are talking about it. She says she's bored with Alan. She has no feelings. Betty's odd, but she's nice. You know, whatever. Now we get a scene with Pat putting the kids to bed. And they're mm. praying real hard. Yeah, they real are. Real hard praying. Real hard. <laughs> and Candy's at Bible study, taking some time to strengthen her relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now. Again. Yeah, I know. Okay, you do you, Candy. After he puts the kids to bed, he's looking through one of her drawers and he finds, again with this fucking physical evidence, a love letter that Alan wrote Candy. What the fuck? You don't Guys. keep that shit. Pro tip number 75. You don't write <laughs> love letters. No. You don't. You don't. You don't. No physical evidence. Ever. Here's the thing about an affair. You could just say it to the person. I know. You don't need to write down. That's oh, that's true. You could so the say next, that. They could just say it like pillow I talk. I know. I know. They're in the tub. Yeah, that's a good place. That's a good place to kill time when they're sitting on that cold porcelain. <laughs> the germy porcelain. <laughs> because when you think about it, when you're in the tub, she's lying in front of him, so they're not yes. facing each other. With yes. Just emotional conversations easier. Yep. 100%. You're right. Um, all right. The next day, he calmly goes to Sherry's, looks mm -hmm. her straight in the eye, and asks her about the affair. I know. And Sherry, poor Sherry in this moment. Like, come on. How she awful would that be? She can't lie right to his face. She's not that good of a no. liar. And then I was thinking, too, like, what would I do if Timmy ever came to what me with something do? like that? What would you I do? I mean, of course, I would never blow your cover. I would I go, it would be hard to look him in the eye and lie. It would, but I would never do that. I just want you to know. Sorry, T Arch, if you're listening. If Amy's ever having an affair, I'm not telling you. I don't care he, what you say. I don't care how sweet you are. I'm not telling you. What if he tried to romance you? <laughs> well, he can do that on any day. What I mean if he tried to seduce <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, he wouldn't so, have to try real hard. Let's just put it that way. So here's what Sherry does. Because she can't lie. Because he has a I fucking know. letter. Okay. I know. I know. So what she does, I thought, was good move. And it that is she downplays it immediately. Yes. It was a long time ago. Yeah. It was like goes, three days ago. At one point she goes, it was more of a friendship. Um, I know. <laughs> so... 
She's like, it's over, it's over. And she's like, it didn't mean anything. <sighs> and Pat then makes Sherry promise not to tell Candy he knows. And I just wrote, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I know. Okay. Like, I'm going to burn <laughs> up that phone line to Candy in two seconds. I would have immediately been sending the smoke signals. Mm-hmm. So Come Candy on. comes home. She's all in a good mood. She's making oh, dinner and Sherry calls. And she, she does don't react. But Pat knows about Alice. (laughs) Candy's like, oh, fuck. I know. And then she makes some Chef Boyardee for the kids. And I wrote, why do they have to suffer because of this? (laughs) (laughs) I love me some Chef Boyardee growing up, man. That's so funny. Do you know I've never had it? Oh, my God. I loved it growing up. I've never had it. But my uncle – okay, so my uncle passed away last week. Mm -hmm. Well, the other day. I shouldn't Mm -hmm. say last week. The other day. It wasn't even a week ago. Um, and at the service, my cousins and I, my brother and I were talking about how we used to sleep over our grandmothers when we were little and she would always make them SpaghettiOs and they would like Mm. to put butter in their SpaghettiOs. And I'm like, ew, I've never even had SpaghettiOs. I don't remember this. I mean, I probably have eaten them, but Mm -hmm. I think I was real young when this was happening. They were probably like seven or eight and I was like three. So I, I don't really remember it. There was a point in my teenage years where my mom went on a health kick and what would be in my fridge on the reg would be like some wheat bread, maybe oh one God. or two yogurts. Ew. That would be it. Donna. So so Jenny and I would Coming just stock up. We would just stock up on that Kraft macaroni and cheese and that Chef Boyardee. Oh my God. And that would be our thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we loved it. All right, so that night, Pat gives candy. This is hilarious because they're sitting in bed together. It is funny. And he just whips out a dozen a roses. A dozen roses. <laughs> like in and the like, cellophane and everything. I know. Like, why is he giving her flowers? Like, he's oh. blaming himself. And I hate this part. I do think that he realizes I that do his shortcomings. He does. Because, again, he is an emotionally intelligent man, I feel like. Yeah, like I think he is, too. Say, I understand. And he does say, like, I'm sorry <laughs> I failed you. And yeah. he gives her a letter. He heads downstairs to wait while she reads it. Then he comes back upstairs after watching some Smother brother, Smothers Brothers. And she's crying. And she says, I'm so ashamed. I never meant to hurt you or the kids. And he's, and like, he, sympathetic. I can't. Yes, I can't. Her. He's like, Let's go to South Padre Island together, like a second honeymoon. And I she would says, be beating the nice. shit. I would be beating the shit out of him if the situation <laughs> were reversed. Like there would be no flowers, no card. It would be flying fists and f bombs and all Maybe the terrible an things. Maybe an axe. All of the terrible things that could come out of my mouth at one time. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. In a meltdown. Seriously. That, that's more realistic. I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she says that would be nice and they hug and then we hear uh, tapestry and I just love it so much. It's so beautiful. How now, great though that they just like hug it out and then it's like over with. Like I, I didn't watch ahead though so I don't know but just in this episode it's like we hugged it out and now it's all good and it's done and that never is going to happen again and everything's fine. Like what? Yeah, and like he's like well don't forget you know we can't divorce the religion from this i know so this is you know, forgive right you that's forgive divorce is not an option and i keep forgetting about the renaissance fair church so now back to our favorite 12 year old pastor Ron. <laughs> he, 
He's showing the drink. <laughs> you have to see me do that. I, I like stop my fist. Oh all my the time. So Pastor Ron is showing the church council the new facility, and Pelfrey says, we have the nicest pews in the county, Ron. Now if we could just get people to fill them, burn, burn, burn. I'm loving, <laughs> I'm loving this showdown between Tom Pelfrey and Pastor I know. Ron. It's really great. So Pastor Ron goes, oh, well, maybe we should invite Pastor Cat- Jackie back to Jackie give you a lecture. Back. You won't like her better than me anyway. And actually storms off. <laughs> I know. And his wife is like, you have to forgive him. He hasn't been sleeping. Okay. Oh, my God. I don't think he's pretty yet is the problem. Oh, my God. Oof. Okay. So bad. Now it's Such Friday, June 13th, 1980, mm. the day of the murder. And the news is all about Richard Pryor lighting himself on fire. Do you remember that? I do. Yep. Yep. So Candy is getting ready for some church event and they have like a whole church day lined up. I don't know what's going on here. And then they're going to see Star Wars tonight. And Jenny wants Alyssa to come. And Candy says, that's fine, but your mother doesn't like when I take you to the movies. Like when we showed you that pornographic Grease movie. (laughs) (laughs) So meanwhile, at Betty's and Alan, Betty is freaking out because Alan has to leave for two days on business. She's losing her shit. Now, I thought this was real weird. He says, as soon as I get home, we'll go to Switzerland. What? What? I know. I know. And that's what I wanted to ask you. Was that like a trip that they had planned or did this just come out of nowhere? Like what? Okay. So earlier, I think it was in maybe episode two, they make reference. Oh, it's when they were at Marriage Encounter and she was talking about fornicating and she says something like, that's why I was so relaxed in Switzerland because, you know, I'd had a couple drinks. Oh, Whatever. that so makes sense. I feel sense. like they went to Switzerland once, and maybe on go business, back. now they're trying to relive it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting, okay. because mm-hmm. the church kind of does look like it could be Swiss. Mm. The Renaissance Fair, it does look like it has like a, I'm telling, I'm obsessed with why this looks like a Renaissance Fair. <laughs> So the flags she- and the wood. Oh, it's, it's so weird. I would have met my teenage boyfriend there. For sure. A hundred percent. He would have had long hair. He would have been reciting poetry. Oh, yeah, yours would have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she tells him, uh, by the way, BT dubs two weeks late on the period, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> BT dubs. And she says, if I'm uh, pregnant again, I will lose it. I can't raise another kid. She doesn't says every woman everywhere. I know. And I know. he says, if you are, we'll deal with it. And I wrote, you know, there's a way to deal with this, Alan. It goes like this. Wrap it the fuck up. I know, Alan. Wrap it up. You, Robert De Niro, wrap it up. <laughs> Put a hat on it, Alan. Wrap Go it down. up. Come on, buddy. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. <laughs> so he leaves. And we can both agree, right, that when he says we'll deal with it, he's not talking about an abortion. That would no, never happen. Absolutely. No, he just means we'll, everything will be fine. We'll take care of this baby. Like he's – no, that's not the impression that I got. He means you'll take care of the baby. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just, just going to keep going, going to work and banging candy on my 17-hour lunch hours. <laughs> so candy says – she needs to go to Wiley. So they're at the church and she's telling people like, I need to go to Wiley and get Alyssa's swimsuit. So because Alyssa is going to stay with them. Now, this mm-hmm. is important details here. Alyssa's yep. going to stay with them, but she has a swim lesson. So Candy's going to take her to the swim lesson. 
So she's going to go get the bathing suit and then she needs to go to Target for a Father's Day card for Pat. She leaves the church. How Forever, about- Forever in Blue Jeans plays and I love it so much. How about, whoops, sorry. Okay. How about how they go to Target and I didn't even know Target was a thing in the 80s. It must have been in the South. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it was not around here. It That's wasn't. Sure. No. So I'm going to look that up. Because I got to find it. Hold on. What, where are we at? 43? <clears throat> I got to play this. I got to play this. I got to play it. I can look it up too if you want. I got it. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Come and sue me, Neil Diamond. <laughs> what if he really does? <laughs> I'll be like, I'll pay you in meatballs. <laughs> Do you want the 50 cents I've earned from this podcast? Take it. There you go. I need to make a playlist from the show. It's so great. Oh, mm-hmm. love it. I'm just going to play the whole song. I know, and I'm like, I'm like real into it, too. We're being obnoxious. Listen, my grandma be fancy. She loved Neil Diamond. Did she really? Are you surprised? I'm not. I'm not surprised, but it's cute. And Tom Jones. She loved Tom Jones. Oh, of course she did. Of course she did. Okay, so she's heading forever in Blue Jeans' play, and she gets to the house. Betty invites her in. Everything seems okay so far. Mm-hmm. Betty's telling her to make sure Alyssa gets some peppermint as a reward if she puts her face underwater. Which a what? F- fucking peppermint? What? I don't know what that. Is. Who rewards with peppermints? I know. Give the kids some M and M's out of my bra. I'll just <laughs> take it. Give her some titty M and M's at least. <laughs> So they bullshit around about like the cover girls, another dog that Betty got, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, Betty goes, are you having an affair with Alan? Oh, my God. And Candy, instead of saying now, let's let's role play this. OK, I'm okay. going to be Betty. You're Candy. OK, <clears throat> let's do what she should have said. OK, mm-hmm. are you having an affair with Alan? Are you crazy? Why would you say that? I would never do that. You're one of my closest friends. Thank you. Thank you. Instead, here's what <laughs> happened. Are you having an affair with Alan? Well, that's not. Nope, nope. That's not Betty's voice. That's Katie's oh, oh, voice. Oh, sorry, sorry. Are you having an affair with Alan? <laughs> <laughs> Are you having an affair with Alan? Uh, No, no, of course not. What are you talking about? Like, she just says no, instead of going like you did. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? Oh, my uh-huh. God. You're insane. Yeah. This, okay. Oh, my God. I can't believe I I'm know. about to say this. Oh, Guys, oh. fast forward 30 seconds if you don't want to change your opinion of me and think I'm a garbage person. <laughs> you're going to say. Amy might be in that trash pile by the end of Betty? this podcast. Betty, you know, might be easy to gaslight because of all that's going on up there. I know. <laughs> so, I would just I be know. like, it's all in your imagination, honey. Alan is I crazy know. about you. Exactly. And every time we've been talking, it's been about you and your health. 
That's yep. what she needs to do. Yep. Right there. 100 million percent. That's she could have saved that shit. <laughs> she could have wrapped that shit up in a nice little bow and walked away while it fucking lit on fire and it mm-hmm. would have been done. No, no, no harm. You know, whatevs. But no. So then Betty says, but you did, didn't you? And Candy mm. says, yes, but it was a long time ago. Did Alan tell you? Betty goes, hang on a sec. Be right back. <laughs> she exits stage left. And she comes back with a fucking axe in her hand. An axe. And I'm just like, holy shit. I know. I know. Holy shit. This escalated quickly. Quickly. So that's, that's the end of the episode. So now we have, you know, it's out. and It's out. It's oh, there's a couple things I want to know, though. Okay. About Betty. So here's what's really bothering me. Is she really mentally ill like they're making this out to be? Or is this just classic, this woman is struggling and it's the 70s, no one gives a flying fuck about women and their health or their mental health and they're just labeling her? She clearly has postpartum, clearly. So, and that's, but that's a very real, very fucking serious thing. A hundred million percent, yes. Um, she's not getting treatment for it at all. No, it just so, it just feels. I hate that they're I just using don't. this quote unquote mental illness against her because I don't really think she's mentally ill. I like don't I don't either, think she's like schizophrenic. Know where I was going to use it against her. Well, obviously, Amy, if we're candy, we have to. Look, if you're a caged rat, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you do what you have to do is right. Um, no, t- to your point, though, I agree with you. I don't think she's quote unquote mentally ill. I think she mm-hmm. is overwrought. I think she is maybe depressed. I think yeah. she definitely is postpartum. Yeah. I think she is a woman who is suffering through postpartum with two young children and a husband who travels a lot. Yep. And she's you know, alone. she's she's alone. She's not dealing yeah. with it well. And mm-hmm. I would say she should get into therapy, but we all know that's we not gonna happen. Yeah. No, she's like losing her grip though. I feel bad I feel really bad for her in this so this episode. You watched the Hulu show. Did they portray her this way? Yes and no. Yeah, they did. Because like I since guess. this is kind of on the true story, I'm thinking that this this idea of her is from numerous. Yeah, you know, I think you're right. I actually, isn't it terrible that I don't really remember? I remember well, Candy a lot. Melanie from that Linsky first show. Played yeah, her, right? I remember. Yes, she did. I just. I'm With the bull haircut? Yeah, the I'm having haircut. a hard time recalling the details. Or as I call it, the Betty Rubble haircut. <laughs> <laughs> haircut. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so let's talk about what we're into, what we're not, what we think is going to go on. So. Here's what I'm into. Hmm. Pat. Yeah, me too. Okay, so here's what I wrote. Pat is a simple guy. And by that I mean, I don't mean he's simple like intelligence-wise. He's super smart. This is Timmy to me. He's super smart. Mm -hmm. And in some ways complicated, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But he's very simple in what he needs and what he needs to be happy. And that's very appealing to me. Yeah. I kind of feel like Patrick, my husband, is that way too. I agree. I agree. Definitely. I'm very triggered by people who always want more, I think, because mm-hmm. of my act. You uh, know? Definitely. And, yeah. And when, when you're with somebody who's not content in themselves, 
you tend to take that on. Like, what am I not doing that this person's not happy here? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're in your 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you really into in this episode? Well, like you, I'm also really into Pat. I was loving Pat. Um, and I'm not going to lie. My favorite thing, and it's just because it was stupid and silly, is the painting business. Just because it's like my dream. <laughs> I cannot tell you guys how many times I've had to talk mm. Stephanie into not quitting her job to uh-huh. paint houses. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would, I just want to. And I was cracking up because she's painting them orange. And I'm like, I went through an orange phase about 13 years ago. I had an orange dining room, which I would never do again. What the fuck was I thinking? But I did. Did it. If you want insight into what Stephanie and I's relationship looks like, go to that scene with with Candy painting (laughs) and and her friend just sitting there smoking and watching her. (laughs) That is us. Okay. It's my favorite thing to do. I love it so much. It's my therapy. Dude, um, this last October, just so everyone knows, not that everybody cares or even would care, I painted my entire house top to did. bottom by myself during the day while I was working. I was telling the story. So my Timmy put a backsplash in my dad's kitchen over the weekend for him. And I, I immediately, I was there just watching because that's what I do best. So I was watching Timmy work mm-hmm. and I was redesigning their entire kitchen. Dad, oh, yeah. you need to get rid of this light. You need to do yep. this. You need to do that. I was telling the story about how when you asked me about a rug and we redesigned your entire <laughs> Yes. I wanted a new rug and I ended up painting the room, buying new furniture and a new rug. And then I painted the dining room and the kitchen, mm-hmm. all of the bedrooms, the hall and the bathroom. So, and yeah. then you asked me for advice on like where you should put something. Oh, oh and it turned into, oh, it yeah. turned into you were going to have to remodel your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> It turned into a kitchen remodel. And then I spent three months, no joke, trying to find the right cabinet size that never even came to fruition because I couldn't find one. I was like, fuck this shit. But yeah, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was doing the same thing to my dad. I was like, you need to rip out that. You oh, yeah. So here's, so here's what's so funny. So this past, but after I finished painting my house, my mother-in-law was like, oh, we should repaint my kitchen. And I'm like, I'll do it. And then it turned into over the Thanksgiving weekend, my husband and I, Pat and I tore all of her cabinets out. We hung all new cabinets, (laughs) repainted everything. We like completely remodeled her entire kitchen in four days Mm because we're psychos. Well, I'm psycho and he just does what I ask him to. So Mm -hmm. I'm lucky, but all right. Um, what are you not liking? I, I'm going to tell you what I don't like. Okay. I don't like this fucking kid who needs peppermint after putting her face in the Yeah, I don't understand water. that. And I, I don't, don't like, like that. Alan. That's weird. I don't like Alan not wrapping it up. Well, right. But the other to go back to the peppermint, like the only thing I could think of is like you eat a peppermint and then take a drink and that burns. So like why would – like peppermints and swimming just reminds me of like – cold, burny, nasally passages. I don't yeah. like this. That was weird. Like, um, go neti pot the kid. Go waterboard go, her or something. Go water. <laughs> <laughs> neti water. <laughs> For a treat. I mean, just give her some titty M&Ms. It's all good. We've already established what the real right. treat in the story all is. Right. All right, holdies and goldies. We have talked yes. long enough. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, so next week we'll be covering episode four where I'm guessing there's a big murder. I'm guessing. 
I didn't watch mm-hmm. it yet. I'm excited though. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I watched I'm it. I'm excited. I watched it and it's weird. Okay. I love it. I love your voice. So also guys, next week, Amanda and I will be back to recap the entirety of season two of Yellow Jackets. Whoa. So we're going to talk about some major things that happened, where we think season three might take us. Yada, yada, yada. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I'm obsessed with season two of Yellow Jackets. It's really good. It's so it's much really better good. than season one. Because I was it's kind really of on good. the fence with season one. You, I mean, I liked you, it. You need to watch the finale quickly. I know. I'm, I'm afraid getting, you're going to be spoiled. Shit. I know. Well, that's why I haven't listened okay. to anything. I've stayed off social media okay. because I haven't. It's on my list of things. I just... We had that funeral and like all this stuff happened last week and I just didn't get to it. That happened to me with Succession. Like I didn't watch it on Sunday. So all day yesterday I couldn't even go on the internet. I didn't want what to are know. you doing? What are you doing for Memorial Day? Um, nothing much. Just no. hanging poolside with our unopened oh. pool. Oh, you didn't open the pool? No, we didn't because Timmy's been all weekend doing this like Friday, Saturday doing the backsplash. And I think he has to do it another day or two. Okay. All right. Well, when it opens, so, you'll find my ass in it. So I'm looking forward ass. to it. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I'm going to give you some peppermints if you go underwater. You better send me some titty chocolates. Peppermints. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have those Olive Garden peppermints. Oh, oh wait. The, the Andy's candies? The Andy's candies. See, that's not a peppermint, though, because that's chocolate and mint. It's yeah, different. There's still mint in it, but it's chocolate. Those are good. Mm, those are good. Those. Nate likes those. Like I mint, buy them for him. So. Yeah, same. Me too. It's the All right, guys. That's if why. you have not already, you need to get your ass into our Facebook group. Yeah, losers. We have, you know, three of our closest friends in there. <laughs> me and Stephanie. <laughs> we have three friends. No, there's like it's 26. We're growing. We're, we're growing. getting there. We're getting, getting there. there. So head on in there where we're going to discuss the shows we're covering. You will Mm -hmm. have a chance to, down the road, vote on the shows that we cover. So it's very exciting. exciting. And leave us a review because we like, I especially like those. I like it. I like it. Because then I have to get online and like all of them. It makes me really, real happy to have a nice review. Makes me real happy. Well, sugar, you could leave me a review and I would love that. All right. So also follow us on Instagram at Little Miss Recap, and I'm at Amy Archer Writer. And again, if you want to connect with Steph, get in that Facebook group. She's in there. Get in the group. Slide into my DMs. <laughs> Merit Weaver. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.